The Fremen were supreme in that quality the ancients called Spannungsbogen, which is the self-imposed delay between desire for a thing and the act of reaching out to grasp that thing. From The Wisdom of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. Welcome back to I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Uh, that's Rory Voy. Yo! And he's read Dune. And he's also now seen Dune. And yeah. we, the story boys, still have not. We haven't read Dune. We haven't seen Dune. And uh, we are waiting. <laughs> uh, patiently. Patiently. Yeah. After this week, you are free to watch Dune. Holy shit, you guys. Oh, that's so exciting. We can finally do it. Um, let's also, let's try not to turn this episode into a re- review of the Dune movie, because I know, you know at this I point, want, a lot of you, you have seen, seen it. it. So I, what would I have to mention, really? Well, exactly. But, you know, I don't want to hear anything about the movie <laughs> until I get to watch it, you know? Nothing. I'm, like, dodging spoilers here and there. <laughs> I, I came home the other day, and my parents were watching Dune, and I was like, no! <laughs> I like. So I trusted upset. you. Thrown out of house and home. <laughs> yeah, I had to like hide in the basement. I was like, no. I mean, I, I'm already kind of down in the basement, so it's not really like a punishment. I had planned to watch it in theaters, and I caved and watched on HBO. I was just like, you know, it's still COVID times, and yeah, just felt like it's here. It's I'm 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 ready for it. Let's let's see what see what's going on. Sure, I don't regret yeah. it. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see it in theaters if I can. I, I mean, but I think we should at some point try to do a, an actual We've Seen Dune. Yeah, We've uh, Seen Dune. Up to, you know? <laughs> yeah, it might be It might be sometime next week. We'll see. Uh, it sort of depends on timing and turnaround. But, Not next uh, week for you, the listeners. Uh, but, well, it might be. You know, eventually. Who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Uh, and... We have it on good authority, and now actually Rory can attest to it, having seen the movie, that this is the end of what's technically covered. Is that correct? Was the internet right? Yes and no. I mean, for the most part, yes. Uh, in, in broad plot strokes, um, uh, that that is correct. Um, and for anybody who's listening and just wants to know the nuts and bolts, yes. After this week, you will be able to watch the movie spoiler-free. It's It's not a departure from the book. It's kind of like... I'm trying to think of an apt comparison uh, to another book and movie series where, like, it's it stops in what in the book is a, lo- a more prolonged scene. So hmm. it's kind of like the if you read the book and stop exactly where the movie stops, it wouldn't make any sense. You'd have to kind of like read a little more chapter, I guess. I see. You I know, see. it's so. Um, but uh, but that's I think pedantic. <laughs> 
Also, I like the way you said you could watch the movie spoiler free, like like how the movie would spoil our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like that. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I I have w- I've talked to one friend who went in cold to the movie and loved it. Uh, so that's a good sign. But for the most part, I might compare it to what I'm told the watching the Harry Potter movies is like. That's what my watching it. I felt like if you haven't read this book, this would make nonsense. And I'm told the Harry Potter movies lean very heavily on the expectation people read the books. And yeah, that they're abject nonsense. If you just try <laughs> just try and watch a movie. Well, then I'm mm. extra happy we're doing this podcast. Yeah, 100%. And I'm extra happy that we have encouraged so many people to listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. We're helping you understand uh, the new cinematic classic of the 21st century. Rory, what uh, chapters are we covering tonight? Uh, tonight's going to be 32 and 33. Mm. Okay. A reasonable and sumptuous meal. Let's kick off with 32. Yeah, let's get into it, everybody. So chapter 32, everybody, the ragtag crew of Fremen and Jessica and Paul are heading towards to Stilgar's Siege. Yeah, right. Right, right. Which is the the common, it's like a, it's like a tribe. It's like a group and a place. It's a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell. It's a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And would you say over this time, Paul's sort of becoming more of a Fremenist? Oh wow! Oh, it's uh, just feminist. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth hanging out with you. You make friendship difficult. <laughs> this was supposed to be a fun time. Uh, Stilgar is going to send send Paul and Cheney on a private tour of the CH. They arrive. Uh, they get to they get to the spot. We're here. Yeah, Paul and Cheney. Now I get Paul's like unnatural. What would you call it? Not attraction. Something greater. But uh, attraction works, I guess. You're right. So Cheney has been sort of haunting his dreams, and now he's met this girl. And I, I get right. that. Cheney is Cheney's pretty hot to trot right away. Sorry, I forget. Are you saying Cheney like Dick Cheney or <laughs> Cheney <laughs> with an S H? Well, we're, we're, if we. Spelled C H A N I, Chaney Chani. Oh. The movie I believe says Chaney, and that's what I've heard as well in other like audiobooks and uh, miniseries and whatnot. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm calling her Chaney, yeah, uh, which I does just, sound like it, it does sound like Dick Chaney, and it is really just sort of it does it doesn't take me out, but it really lends a strange aftertaste to every time there's a scene with Chaney. <laughs> I'm just start thinking about Halliburton, yeah, <laughs> and war crimes. <laughs> So Jessica and Stilgar, while while uh, while Paul and his and his hot new friend and girlfriend, uh, unofficial, but like everybody knows, everybody's like these fucking kids need to get a room. They are yeah. uh, they are horny teenagers. So you give them a little bit of a break. Sure. So Jessica and Stilgar, the adults are talking now. So they hang out. Uh, if you remember last week, uh, Jessica didn't beat up Stilgar, but uh, bested him very quickly. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he fucked around and then found out. <laughs> he fucked around and found out. <laughs> but also, I forgot. I'm just remembering that she was like, "Y'all want to be witches?" And they were like, "Yeah, yes, yes. yeah, obviously." <laughs> hey, can I be a witch too? Yeah, you can be a witch. You can be a witch. <laughs> Everybody can be a witch. <laughs> Look under your seat. 
<laughs> it's witchcraft. Uh, yeah, so Jessica is asking if she's like fucked up his his position as as leader by uh, you know really owning him pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he and his response is basically, "Yeah, you can beat me, which means you can beat everybody. I can beat everybody except you." They don't really have a path to like usurping me because they either got to sure. go through me or go through you. And either way, they did. So like it's chill as far as Stilgar is concerned. Stilgar's okay with second best. Stilgar is a fucking G man. Stilgar, welcome, welcome to book two, the stepdaddy book. <laughs> <laughs> Stilgar has got the real like. Leto had like hot daddy energy, and Stilgar is hot as fuck. But Stilgar has got like emotionally hot daddy energy. Mm. And who? Sorry, who's playing Stilgar? Uh, Stilgar is Javier Bardem. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah the the mean man from No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's Still Country for Garment. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like the GPS in my car. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't funny jokes. We know that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Jessica, like, sort of academically, but is definitely flexing a little bit. It's like, yeah, but what if I challenged you for real, though? Then I would be the boss? And he's like, yeah, I guess. You don't know any of our ways. You don't know anything about this planet. Nobody knows you. But sure, yeah, you you, you could be the king of the fragment if you fucking want, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, nobody would follow me, and that would be a stupid idea. No, we're cool. I just like to know where I could be queen. <laughs> and they're both like, and then Jessica's like, I think I underestimated you still, Gary. And he's like, yeah, dummy. But yeah, maybe I I did underestimate you, but I don't know if it's a reasonable assumption to just assume people are witches. So I kind of feel like I regular assumpted you, but we're on the same page. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize you're a witch. <laughs> it's just my feminism. It's just my feminism. Oh, my feminist beliefs. Oh, this is this is gonna be one of those nights. He's gonna bring it back until we give him the points he's dying for. And I just don't know that they're gonna elicit a point res- a, a points response. There's no from my- there's no water to be pulled out of this corpse. Uh, so Stugar then uh, will confirm for Jessica that uh uh through Liet kinds that they've been bribing the space and guild to keep uh keep them out of their fremen business sure oh uh which is what paul suspected and we get into the fact that the fremen like Liet kinds has sort of uh that this is how they inundated themselves in the fremen community was this terraforming project and they've been stockpiling water for generations, and they're going to keep doing it for generations. Uh, all of this, like water conservation, at the, up to this point, has been considered mostly a necessity, and and it started as that, and it has aspects of that, especially when they're out in the field, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, you know, comments on on as such, like she she gets offered a a pretty substantial uh, water trade from the Fremen. Because her and Paul had, I guess, water from the ship. They, in their backpacks, they've just got, you know, 
couple sacks of water. Some Ebion. Like, some Ebi- yeah, and the Fremen are like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're just carrying around $10 million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so that's interesting, Rory, because from the way I'm hearing this, it sounds like it, it kind of reinterprets what was originally kind of a ghoulish display of like harvesting bodies for every drop of water into this sort of altruism because it's not just for their own hydration. Yeah, it's like, totally. it's like to, to, to stockpile, to like bring what bring life back to Arrakis. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Jessica and Stilgar have a little, uh, minor contemplate Jessica, because, you know, cause she's coming from this sort of like, royal courtly world where she's like well if i don't want to kill you do i have to like marry you like what's the what's the <laughs> conflict resolution that everybody's looking for <laughs> and stilgar's like well we could get married but my other wives are gonna not be happy about it <laughs> all right i see i kind of like the idea that someone's come from such a high class like custom that <laughs> That the drop of a hat, they're like, all right, which one of you am I marrying? I see no other way out of this. <laughs> it's customary. Somebody gets married. Somebody gets mad and someone gets married. That's how this works. Something familiar, something peculiar. <laughs> uh, then Stilgar offers her, or not offers her, but uh, I guess sort of raises the uh, her awareness to uh, an alternative uh, in terms of like a direct leadership position. Or is she could become the Sayadina, uh, which is the Reverend Mother of the Fremen. Oh. And now Jessica's like, this takes her aback a little bit, right? Because not only, so they're not really, if they have a Bene Gesserit custom, uh, e.g. a Reverend Mother, then who the fuck is this bitch? And why do I not know about her? And why is she just telling the Fremen to do whatever fuck they want to do, right? Oh, mm. so there already is one. Maybe. There's like, uh, there there are people in this, there, there's a custom that she was not aware of that is I confusing see. and alarming. So it's like, oh, you already have like, you get, you have, there's like, a, there are Benny Jesuit churches down here. Why did we never go to one? Well, why, or why don't they talk to us? Why do we not know about them? What if, what sneaky business are they up to down here? Uh, Yeah. So and so this gets Jessica on a on a bit of a kick where she's like, all right, well, we know that they got the missionaria protectiva, this sort of like, right, the prophecy seeds that that mm-hmm. uh, led mm-hmm. them to believe that Paul is their Mahdi. And put yeah. orange Catholics all over the world. No, there's yeah. no orange Catholics on Arrakis. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, Austin, you fucking idiot. How could you think that? <laughs> I think it's been pretty clear that the that the Fremen are somewhat Muslim coded. They have some kind of orange Quran, maybe yeah. a, maybe a purple Quran. I don't know. Sure, sure. Oh, uh, the orange Catholics and the purple, <laughs> the purple Muslims. <laughs> She's again alarmed at the possibility that somebody has been manipulating this this elaborate Bene Gesserit uh, conspiracy solo. Sure. Uh, then we cut over to Paul, and him and Shaney are eating eating spice snacks. <laughs> okay, what is you know like when it? you put weed you put weed on some graham crackers and some <laughs> peanut butter? No, get, I don't know that. It's they're they're ghoulish. They're uh, I don't recommend <laughs> it. But 
and she feeds him she feeds him this some yeah some sort of like you know spice tamale that gets him so fucked up that he can see <laughs> the past president future he can see he can see all all that ever was and will and will become and he's like he's doing it, it, it's actually uh maybe um most aptly uh compared to and i hate to do it you hate to do it to uh-huh. the Rick, but in terms of a visual comparison for people who haven't read the book uh there's the rick and morty episode where he has that death crystal and even like yeah. move, he can see 10 million futures and moving his hands they all change like every right, right. every little thing he does is changing his vision of the future and he's uh just high as a kite man okay okay <laughs> I, I do think the name of chapter 32 has to be psychedelic spice tamales <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> that's gotta be it uh and then uh we end the chapter on on paul's last vision uh of his of his uh fun spice trip which is uh him dead on the ground with a knife in his chest. Oh, oh. shit. Spice up your death. Yeah, spice up your death. <laughs> That's chapter 32, you guys. Damn. I kind of like that. I like that one a lot. It's like, a like meaty not, one. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah, not much happens, but like a lot happens, and yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Paul does some drugs. Jessica does some, you know, adult negotiations. <laughs> and, uh, you know. We get to kick it with Stilgar. It's yeah, it's all good. Okay, so chapter thirty-three, uh, the one where the names happen, the one, w- the one you've been waiting for. Mm. Oh, the one where the thing in the book that you've been known was gonna happen was gonna happen, and the names happen, and there's a good name. Remember the good name? I do know Paul? the good name. Well, that's funny. Oh. You should mention that, and that's gonna come up. No, it's gonna come up. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'm not going to sound like an idiot then by saying anything. I'm just going to smile and nod like I know and let's listen to Rory. Okay, so we are going to start with Stilgar and Jameis. Jameis is, I don't think I've mentioned him by name up to now. Because uh, I, I don't think his name came up at the moment it was relevant to the plot, and then you'll learn it later. So it just kind of like dodges the, the scope of the podcast. Uh, do you yeah. remember, so Jessica... Uh, when when they first meet uh, Stilgar's Siech, she gets the she gets a knife on Stilgar and tells Paul to book it right. And yes. Paul goes and like kind of kind of beats up a fremen on his way out of Dodge. That's Jameis. Oh, okay. So he sounds like a goober. <laughs> uh, Jameis does not care for Jessica and the way she's a witch and beats up people. Uh, <laughs> okay, these damn kids these days. <laughs> He's intent on a. This was a little bit a little bit hard to parse. So he's intent on a some sort of honor restoring ritual where she does where he doesn't have to fight Jessica for some reason. He gets to beat her champion. You know, some sort of some uh, Game of Thrones shit. She has some yeah, proxy battle. So yeah, but he's not the he doesn't proxy. He fights. Okay. But she has to proxy. I don't get it. I guess so. That it's proves just, nothing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I find it kind of odd, but I guess because she's a witch, maybe like you don't have to fight witches. I guess I don't know. Yeah, the the rules we clearly laid out was you That's don't have to rule. fight a witch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica and Stilgar both try to explain to him why this is an awful idea, and James is like, "This is bullshit. She's not one of us. This bitch ass kid's not one of us." 
I'm getting I'm getting some water today, boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, we getting our mouth wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that not what they say? It's not. It's yeah, not we very... getting our mouth wet today, boys. <laughs> uh, Jessica's will try to uh, use her use her voice to coax him out of it. Voice capital V. Use the voice. Mm. Uh, uh, Great show. And then, uh, and then Jameis will uh, invoke the right of silence on her. She's not allowed to speak because this is bullshit. Because I, because you're a witch and your voice is magic. And this, this is, is bull- uh, and this is, this is, this is, this is <laughs> just like going to a friend's house and they have totally different monopoly rules that, like, you're like, no, this is not. I'll never win with these rules. And they're like, that's the fucking point, dog. I want to punch this joke up. This is like going to somebody's house and going to play their N64, and they've got. They've got rules for like which character you can pick in Bonds in Goldeneye, uh, and they're like which guns you're not allowed to use, and like they're gonna look at your screen, but if you do it, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Also, you get the Mad Cats controller that's just garbage. Yes, dude, that was real, right? If this is your house, you yeah. get your controller, and it was like whatever's I mean, left is whatever, yeah. whatever you the, get. The, the the N64 controller with the jiggly stick. <laughs> loose just a loose stick weak from overuse so jessica j- gets the jiggly stick <laughs> yeah so jessica knows ba- so uh, obviously her champion's got to be paul and uh, th- yeah she doesn't know anybody else and it can't be stogar because he's got to be a partial judge right. he's the new judge of change <laughs> <laughs> and jessica already knows like this poor fucking dude uh, there's a little bit of uh there's some assumptions going on but they will they will prove to be right as well as we'll get into uh but she's like this boy has done we we saw it in the book right with like this boy's but done nothing but train at how to Mm. not die for Mm -hmm. 15 years like this this kid's gonna fuck her up fuck him up well also he already beat this guy up on the way out the door like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) he wasn't even paying attention and he beat him up (laughs) Yeah, so James and Paul get ready to fucking duke it out. They they nude up. They get out of their still suits. Paul remembers some of his teachings from Gurney Halleck, where like, if you're not like confident in this in in the terrain, take those shoes off, boy. So he gets he gets down to his skivvies. It's unclear if James keeps his shoes on, but I think he does. <laughs> and I think and the Fremen are like impressed. They're like this dude, feet on the sand. Fuck yeah. <laughs> They like that? Yeah, they're the opposite of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. They, they love like it when it, it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheney also gave him some uh, some coach notes like, all right, here's what you got to know about Jameis. He's like, he's ambidextrous. He's going to rock that Chris knife in either hand. But His weak got- point is his balls. <laughs> <laughs> now, she doesn't really tell him where to go, what to go for. She's just like, he's got... You know, he's going to use both hands, so be ready for it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a knife fight. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go blow by blow here. And the book doesn't really do it blow by blow. But it, it's it's elaborate. It's fun. It's in, it's evoking. Paul has to deal with a few different a few different aspects of this fight that put him at a disadvantage. For one, he's only trained with shields and against opponents with shields. The laser shields. Mm, those oh, the light. laser shields, right. Uh, and for two, he's never killed a man. And this fight is to the death. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. Well, we, Paul finds that out pretty early in the fight. He's like, uh, he gets... Uh, Excuse he gets a, me? 
He gets a. He, he gets does a, say, "Excuse me," I think, right? He does say, "Excuse me," and he gets he gets a sort of he gets the drop on Jameis once and says, "Do you yield?" And all the friends are like, "Nobody can yield. This is for real. This is for water." Ah, uh, got it, got it. <laughs> Loser gets to get drunk <laughs> in the bad way. Uh, so then, so then the. Uh, the Fremen and Stilgar, uh, Stilgar will mention to Jessica as this is going on, which is funny because he, he, she's, she's, she's sworn to silence during the fight. She can't use the voice. And, and, uh, Stilgar will ask why he's, why this boy, this boy is just stunting on this grown ass man who's <laughs> trying to defend his honor. And, uh, in the movie, I don't want to say it, do I? I don't want to say it, right? No. Okay. Hold your tongue. Be like Jessica and don't say a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So Jessica I invoke the right of silence. <laughs> Jessica doesn't say doesn't say a fucking thing. Uh, she will, as soon as the fight is over, explain what's been going on. We get into her own inner monologue, where like the more Paul stunts on this guy, he's getting frustrated, he's getting scared, he knows he can't win, and that is ultimately what's going to be his downfall. Right? Fear is the mind killer, mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, it's like an anime sideline character that sort of comments on the hero and their techniques. Yeah. Yeah. Paul eventually does does take the blow. He kills he kills Jameis. He gets him with the Chris knife. Now, does Paul have a cool Chris knife that's his own or is it just like a random one he's been given? I think it's random. So Jessica's the only one who's been like properly given one. I think in this context, Cheney gave I don't think it's Cheney's knife. I think Cheney gave her gave him his gave him her spare. Okay. Uh, okay. It's like not her. It's not Zendaya's hot knife. Okay. Right. Which, <laughs> which, like, just call me butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now Jessica's allowed to speak again. And she's like, "This dumb kid has never killed a man in his life. He he tried to get him to yield, and still goes like, yeah, but we don't yield, bro. Fighting, fighting in the dunes is is an absolute <laughs> waste of water. And so if you got to do it, you got to like." Make it count, right? Like, sure. we follow the rules, and the rules are, if you got to fight, you fight to the death. If you don't got to fight to the death, bite your tongue, you little B-word. Okay, mm. don't fight. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. It's just that, like, look, if you're going to com- fucking commit to it, if you're going to be aggressive, get ready yeah. to kill somebody. Yeah, totally. It's that sort of, like, samurai, like, don't take the, your sword out of the holster unless you're- Holster. Fine. <laughs> you know, out of the sheath unless you're going to like fully do it and kill with it and everything. Yeah. So uh, for his victory in battle, Paul is now officially part of the tribe. Oh, he's going to get he's going to get his Fremen name. Now, Stilgar's I don't know if it's all Sietches or just Stilgar's Sietch. They do. T- they do two name style. So like you're going to get it. You're going to get a private name that only we get to call you. And that name for Paul is Usul. The name that only C.H. Tabor can use. Huh. Well, spell that out. Yeah. Usul? U-S-U-L. Uh, okay. It's the base of the pillar, the strongest, mightiest part of the trunk. The good part of the shaft. The thickness. The thickness. <laughs> the thickness. Much like a dune. <laughs> Has the trough. The thickness. <laughs> uh, so now Paul is going to have to choose his, like, you know, casual Fremen name. Okay, like when you're in in foreign language class, yeah. You're like I'm I'm Pierre. 
And uh, Stilgar will name he he names Paul Usul, but Paul has to pick his Fremen name, uh, his proper Cow- Fremen. I'm Cowabunga Chocolate Man. That's right. <laughs> uh, Paul will ask, "What what's the word you guys use for that little sand mouse, that fun guy I've been seeing out in the out in the dunes? You know what I'm talking about? The little there's these little chinchilla fellas, and I'm a big fan, and I want to be named after that. Uh, Do we know about sand mice? <sighs> They are a visual motif, and I probably have not been properly bringing them up as they've come up. But only it's only been a couple times. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, like, like you know, in, in retelling the story to you guys, it would have been a waste of time to be like, and then Paul sees a mouse. Right. <laughs> sure. And then, I, and then I have to sit over here and take a fucking note about how Paul saw a mouse this one time. <laughs> All the while thinking Rory's just fucking losing it. <laughs> he does understand this has to be an entertaining podcast, right? So, so Stilgar tells him the name for this mouse that they, that they have. It's Muad'Dib. Oh. The sort of desert teacher, the, the mentor of young boys, the, this creature that teaches people how to survive in the desert. They're all, they, they laugh, be- they, they, they chuckle because uh, naming yourself after a little mouse is kind of silly and cute. But they're also like, but this is not a bad name, though. It's, it's mm-hmm. got a good feel to it. Uh, now, Paul's going to throw a little twist in the mix. We're going back to, we're going to cut back, we're going to flash back to Paul's weird uh, spice snacks where he sees the past, present, and future and is like, Right, right. Mm, I remember a future where Muad'Dib fucked everything up and nothing was dope anymore. And I've just accidentally named myself Muad'Dib because I asked what these <laughs> mice, mice are called. And <laughs> oops, um, stepped in oh, it. Oh shit! And then and then he throws a little a little English on the ball here because he's like, "Hey, uh, you've already given me a name. My dad's given me a name. It feels kind of shitty having two names from you and zero names from my dad. Can I keep Paul? Can I be Paul Muad'Dib? Because I didn't I didn't technically see a future where Paul Muad'Dib uh, <laughs> got stabbed, didn't got stabbed in the chest and died. Sorry, Muad'Dib is my father. I'm <laughs> And you know what? It seems like everyone fucking else gets house rules around here. So why don't I get to have one in my favor? Yeah. And Stilgar's <laughs> like, that's chill, dog. This is your bullshit name. You're Usul to us, bro. Be Paul. Go fuck yourself, Muad'Dib. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, then uh, Stilgar orders the uh, uh, for a proper burial for, for Jameis. So I don't think anybody's drinking his, drinking his blood, but they will. They will take his water from the still suit, but no blood. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I the, or maybe the, the still suit if you just like leave it hooked up, like extracts a lot of water. I don't know. Just from uh. the from the human tap. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. you uh, you've been sweating in there. <laughs> get some, get some yum yums. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so that's so that's thirty three, huh? That's thirty three. Wow. Damn. A mouse named Paul. A mouse named Paul. <laughs> Officially, we've caught up with the movie in every way that's, you know, somewhat relevant, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, we catch up with the movie uh, specifically. So uh, at the end of the... No, I can't say because people might not have seen the movie yet. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. So All right, by so the end of our podcast episode, you have seen the content that appears in the movie. And I guess that's all I can really say. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, I feel so free. Yeah. H- HBO Max, like, uh, 
What what if I what if I pull it up right now? What if I just start watching the movie right now before the oh, podcast is even over? Oh, but you could. Well, thanks a lot, Rory. Thank you. Thanks for guiding us through the a movie's worth of Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a a sheer delight on my part. But here's the thing, <laughs> listeners. We're gonna keep going. We yeah. are gonna finish this book. We're gonna finish this book. So you're ready for Dune two. <laughs> Dune two in twenty twenty nine. Tune. <laughs> Tune? <laughs> Don't. It's just a two and an N and an E? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. <laughs> and you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. <laughs> it comes out most Saturdays. Saturday morning, Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, you can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, <laughs> cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. <laughs> and it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, and, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.